Hey there, and welcome to the If She Did It podcast. I'm your host, Becky Fagan, a social media and business growth coach helping aspiring and new entrepreneurs kickstart their business and master Instagram marketing. In these episodes, we'll be talking all things entrepreneurship and social media marketing as a whole. You'll leave every episode energized and ready to bring yourself and your business to the next level. Welcome back to the If She Did It podcast. Today, we are talking with one of my closest friends, Julia Piccoli, who is a branding expert and business coach. She's a freaking badass, and this episode is honestly so good. I love interviewing friends and my coaches because we have a personal relationship, so the episodes just come out so freaking amazing. There are so many awesome gems and nuggets in here. And I can't wait for you to hear it. So I'm just diving right on in because I'm that freaking pumped about it. Welcome to the podcast, Julia. Hi, friends. How are you? Good. How are you? <laughs> that was so delicate. Like, hi. It really was. I love it. Like ASMR. <laughs> I'm loving it. ASMR is. Yes, I actually. I've. I listened to it like once, like actually in headphones, and it was life changing. Right. I listen to it when I'm going to sleep when my boyfriend's not here because then I actually can't without being embarrassed. (laughs) It's like going to the doctor role play and I'm like, yes. (laughs) Amazing. I love it. Well, guys, this is Julia. Welcome. (laughs) Welcome to the podcast. Um, Okay. So let's get started by you telling us, telling us your journey, your entrepreneur journey. Give it to Oh gosh. So where to begin? I was born on September 6, 1994. Just <laughs> so Becky and I have actually known each other for like a year and a bit. We've yeah. met three different times. It's been so fun. I love Becky. She's incredible. Oh my gosh. But my story isn't about Becky. <laughs> I'm just going to go on a rant about how much I love Becky. But, so basically how it started was I grew up in a very entrepreneurial family. Like my dad owns three different businesses. My mom is very much a workaholic. So like that's how I grew up. And it was funny in grade eight grad, they asked us like, what do you want to be when you grow up? What do you want to be? So I didn't know. So I just put like business owner. Little did I know, look at me go (laughs) just predicting the future while I was in grade eight. But, um, the way that this whole thing started was I worked in radio broadcasting for like five or six years before I started my business. And I was just super bored in the studio one day. I hated my management. She was so rude and I hated how most of my employers growing up were very like, do it or like, you're the worst. We hate you. Fuck you. You know? So, um, I was looking online. I was looking on YouTube and I found this social media management thing. And I was like, all right, like I know I like social media. I know that I could potentially do this. So like, yeah, let's go. So I started my business, which was called social Genesis in May of 2017. And then I was like, I don't know anything about business or what I'm doing. So I quit. And I didn't even know that business coaching was a thing then. Like it just wasn't even on my radar at all. So that's why I didn't invest in anything. So I quit December, 2017. Um, I had a really abusive boyfriend and he was like, he found out about my business idea and was like, oh my God, I want to take it over and like do all this stuff. And like, well, like it was, it sounds okay, but it was so weird. And like, I still, again, hated my boss, didn't want to be there. So I was like, I deserve way more than this. Like having an abusive boyfriend, like trying to take over my business idea and like working for this like stupid person that I hate. So then I restarted my business in May of 2018, almost exactly the same day as I started before. 
And then I quit my full-time job with no leads, no sales, and no savings. Wouldn't recommend, but I quit in September of 2018. Um, so then basically I was full-time from October 2018 up until now, which it's just January of 2020. So crazy. crazy. Okay. You like sped through so much stuff though, Julia. Like you were just like, so I started my business and I ended it and I started and I started it. Guys. So when Julia says that like we've known each other a long time, like we were in, we both so when she went full-time in her business was when I started my business and I was immediately full-time. That was my situation. Mm-hmm. So we both started full-time, right? In our businesses at the same time. And then we're in our first group program together. Like yeah. the first coach that we both hired for our coaching businesses, we were in that program together over a year ago now. Um, so when you went full-time, how did you go full-time? And then how has it been? in your Mm -hmm. business? Like what's happened in your business since then to now? Oh my God. So much. So when I went full time, everyone in my life was like, that is so dumb. Because again, like I had no leads, no sales and no savings. Like I, and I moved across the country. I lived in Alberta at the time. Um, and I now live in London, Ontario, where I'm from. So I was just like, I literally dropped everything, moved across the country. I had three part-time jobs lined up when I got here. So I wasn't like scraping by for money. Not really. Like it was, but not really. So thankfully when I moved back, I got my first client almost right away. So I had that money plus my three other part-time jobs. And again, like I invested like almost right away and that's how Becky and I met. And then there's been a bunch of different changes that went through then and now, like in January of 2019, that's when I started coaching. I started, I was a social media coach. Like I think most social media managers do. They go from social media management to social media coaching. That's what I did. And then really it wasn't until I want to say August is when I realized that personal branding was like my thing. And that's when I was like, I can easily like capitalize on this because I, I do this so well. And looking back on all my old content, I talked about personal branding all the time and I didn't even realize that it was like, I didn't realize that I knew so much about it. And I was like, Oh shit. Okay. And then, so for me, my story, I guess for 2019, take backtrack for a second (laughs) in May of 2019, my dog passed away from a really rare form of cancer. Then I broke up with this shitty guy that I was dating. Apparently that's a trend of mine. (laughs) Love that. And then uh, that was like the worst month maybe of my entire life. Like that dog was literally my soulmate. And it was just like a huge, it was two months of him being like really good to like, oh my God, he literally almost died. Now he's in the hospital for a week and now he's really good. And now he's dying. And like, it was horrible. So um, when I broke up with him and when I um, let my dog pass, I made like $5,000 in 48 hours when in May I made literally $1,000. I made nothing. And then from there, like it was just like rapid growth. From like May to December, I went from $1,000 to like $23,000 a month. And like I couldn't even really catch up with it. And people are like, how do you organize all your stuff? I'm like, I don't fucking know. <laughs> like I, I don't understand. But in between that time of May, and December, I started an agency called Social Genesis, which basically hires like industry experts, social media managers, and hires them out to online coaches. And I'm also starting a product-based business. It's a lot, but I love it. 
that's my story. Ding. Perfect. So good. And guys, like to, uh, we're going to talk about personal branding for a little bit, but just to get an idea of like what personal branding does for you. Like when Julia realized that personal branding was her thing, like, I mean, granted it was a couple things, but that is like, I feel like when you really did, like, that's what led you to blow up because you owned your personal brand mm-hmm. and you owned it like big time. And yeah. that's what it was. So anybody that's like, oh, I don't need a personal brand. Like you do. You really. Oh my God. I could go on a rant about that for like an hour if you really wanted me to. <laughs> um, well, maybe let's not, but let's, <laughs> let's definitely talk about it. So let's start with the basics. What is a personal brand? So personal brand, if you think about it, like every business has a brand. So if you think about like McDonald's, they have a very specific brand down to their M logo, the sandwiches they have, Mick in front of everything. You know that smell when you drive by McDonald's? I consider that part of their brand. Like that is McDonald's. Starbucks also has a brand. Nike is a brand. Like they all have elements that make this company kind of like a personality. So when you think about a personal brand, it's your personality and your you're the face of your business. So you need to have some kind of values and pillars and I call them stickers. That's the way that I format it, but you need to have some kind of layout of how you're going to present yourself and how you want people to think about you and how you want people to remember you before people will actually do any of that. Does that make sense? Yeah. So now let's talk about stickers. So talk about, first of all, talk about how you even came up with that and then explain what they are. Okay. So I came up with stickers when I can't remember what I was watching, but someone in a live training was like, oh, just look at your Instagram stickers and think about which ones you like and use them all the time. And I was like, okay, but like you could use that for personal branding. So then I kind of grew on that. That was back in like March of 2019. But so what stickers are? There's two different kinds. There's the fundamental stickers and the visual stickers. So the fundamentals would be what people consider brand pillars. So the words or phrases that you use to make people remember you for the results that you give to other people. So you want to make sure that you're using these all the time because then people are going to be like, oh, you know that girl that helps you like scale to 7K? Like you should work with her because then people know you right off the bat again for the results you give. The visual stickers are going to be that thing where let's say you're going to Walmart. I don't know. And you see something that represents that person that you're thinking about. You can take a picture of them and be like, oh my gosh, like I saw this purple chair and it really reminded me of you. Like once you become really consistent with how you present yourself visually, then people will remember you off of the platform and they won't just remember you when they see your face on a certain platform. Right. So basically you want to come up with like the things that I mean, I don't know why I'm like repeating you, like the things that, <laughs> that you, that you want people to recognize you for, or like remember you for. Um, and it doesn't have to be so hard. Like I, so right now, Julia and I are in a mastermind together and we all like, Oh, our, our group, we always like come together and help each other. And I can't tell you guys how many times I have gone into our group message being like, guys, I'm having an existential crisis again. I don't know what the hell my stickers are. Like, I don't know what I want people to know me for, blah, blah, blah. And it's like one day Julia was like, Becky, you literally have to stop thinking so deep into this, like calm down, just think on the (laughs) service level. And it's like, these are things that you can always work on, but it can be as simple as like, I have curly hair. Mm -hmm. If I straighten my hair, literally someone, a woman, not some woman, a woman I know came up to me at an event I was at in September and I had straightened my hair. And she was like, I 
wasn't going to come up to you. And then you turned around because I didn't know if it was you from the straight hair. Like I'm so used to your curly hair. And so that's almost become something that people know me for is my curly hair. Um, and my dog. I always talk to people about dogs. And there's other things too, but basically just the point is like, it doesn't have to be some crazy thing. It can be super simple. Definitely. Like the visual stickers, I think they're the most fun because it's just literally you visually. Like I love the color purple and I wish you guys could see the Zoom chat right now because <laughs> everything in my room is fucking purple and white. Like really is. that's just what I love and people recognize me for that now. And I talk about the fact that I love purple all the time. So when people see purple things, they're like, oh my God, I need to take a picture and send it to Julia. Like that's how you know that your visual stickers have made it. When people are like, oh my God, I didn't recognize you because you didn't have your curly hair or, oh my gosh, I saw this purple thing and I needed to take a picture of it. Or like Becky, whenever I see you, I always think about like a color blue. Like mm -hmm. there's a sort of shade that you always use. So every yeah. time I see that shade, I always think about you. <laughs> and that's how you know that you've made it is because people are thinking about you when they're not seeing you on a platform. You're yeah. like, they're in their everyday life. Yeah. And you know, what's really funny. So um, I'm sitting at my kitchen table right now, guys, and there's this New York state outline that my friend made for me hanging behind me and it's painted blue. Like that color is pretty much mm -hmm. the color that I think you're thinking of. And I'm sitting here and you're like, oh, and my whole room is purple and white and whatever. And what is my entire room? It's like New York City themed. And like, I'm obsessed with New York. I'm from New York. I want everyone to know that I'm from New York. And I'm just, it's just not clicking for me. I'm like, why is that not part? Like, why is that not my thing? Because if everybody went to New York City and thought of me, my life would be made. <laughs> Literally. I will now. <laughs> whenever anybody's like, I'm going to New York. I'm like, did you know I'm from there? Did you know that I grew up there? Did you know that I spent all my weekends in New York City? Like, I want everyone to know I'm from New York. And it's just not, why have I never thought of that? You need oh to God. now. I need you to. You have a photo shoot in New York or something. I know. Every time I go to New York, I'm like, I need a photo shoot on the Brooklyn Bridge, and I never do it. Never. What? You've I never know. done it? No. I'm sorry to interrupt the podcast, but I had to hop in here and talk to my beginner coaches for a minute. So anyone that's in the beginning stages of business struggling to sign clients consistently, or maybe you haven't even started signing clients yet because you don't even know where to begin. Now, I want you to close your eyes for a minute and imagine with me. Imagine getting your mindset right so that you can stop sabotaging your success. Imagine knowing exactly how to build out a program that you're confident in that is going to lead you to being excited to launch and get on sales calls. And then once you launch, you're going to be getting DMs from people dying to work with you and those high ticket sales you deserve start pouring in. Imagine if that was your life. Imagine having confidence that surrounding your business through the roof. Like imagine your confidence being through the roof. Would you think I was crazy if I told you that this could all be your reality in the next couple of months? Because I am telling you, that's what the Abundant Business Academy will give you is all of that. You can have that. It's so freaking attainable and it is so close to reach. So if you want this life, then I urge you to head to the show notes and click the link in the show notes to learn more about the Abundant Business Academy and then schedule a call with me so that we can chat about the Abundant Business Academy and determine if it is the right fit for you. I really hope to talk to you soon. And without further ado, let's get back to the podcast. <laughs> because to get to do it with no one there you have to do it in the morning and I don't like getting up early <laughs> when I'm on vacation and whenever I'm in New York now it's like vacation but I think I just need to like suck it up and do it because we'll just go together it's fine yeah perfect that's you can if you detour on the way to visit me in DC on your drive from Toronto it's probably like a five-hour detour but like it's fine 
It's fine. We'll make it. I'll it's totally it. fine. Um, okay. So anyway, back on topic. So people are going to love this episode. Um, I'm kind of kidding, but I'm kind of not um, because it's just our banter. But anyway, so stickers is a, um, oh my God, I'm spacing on the word. It is your like, what's, what's the word? Methodology. Kind of. Yeah. Methodology. What was the word that we were using before we started this episode? Why am I spacing on it? But yeah, like methodology or like kind of your formula, your methodology, like, and how we were talking about how like everyone needs one of those or should create something like that. So that I feel like ties into personal branding a little bit. So I'd love to hear like your opinion on creating your own methodology and like what led you to want to make one and why others should want to as well. So there's a few different reasons why I made one, but if you want to make your own, actually, I'll start with how I'm like, why I decided to make one. It's mainly for an authority. Like I want people to know me for personal branding and I want them to know me as the personal branding expert. So in order to do that effectively, I need to create some kind of methodology that is so unique to me. That is so well known that people think oh my God, I need to take stickers because that is what's going to get me to the personal brand that I need to have. And that's the reason why I created it. Um, but the way to create yours is the way that I did it was I created my fundamental stickers, which again is like the words or phrases that you would use to represent yourself. And then think of a way to backtrack the way that you would do that and then put it into something. So for example, with my group, the 7K Society, I help people scale to seven figures or seven figures. Wow. I wish, but like seven K months, eventually we'll get there, but not right now. Um, but I help people scale to seven K months. So I put that into the seven K society. I want people to know me as like seven K. So then I backtracked. I'm like, okay, what are the, the three things that people need in order to scale to seven K? They need personal branding. They need a really good business model. They need selling. So then from there, I developed that whole methodology and formula for that group program. And that's going to be like a signature group program of mine. Same thing with stickers. Like stickers is one of my fundamental stickers, but I don't use it every single day. So it's kind of iffy. Like stickers was like its own methodology before I even knew that it was, if that makes any sense. So stickers is a little bit different, but if you're going to create your own, again, like come up with your fundamental stickers, your brand pillars, those keywords and phrases, and then work backwards. And then that's the way that I would recommend creating one for yourself. Yeah. And I think it's also important to note, like, it's not about reinventing the wheel. If you do reinvent mm. the wheel, cool. Amazing. Maybe you've just changed everyone's lives, but like, you don't need to reinvent the wheel. Like Julia said, stickers is essentially brand pillars. It's just her way of explaining them in a way that's super digestible and fun and easy. Um, so yeah, you don't need to reinvent the wheel. It's just your certain way of like explaining something or talking about something. Like there have been several times where I don't necessarily yet have my own methodology that I talk about a lot, but there are certain things that when I look at it, I'm like, yeah, I do that in a specific way and it's different than this person or that person that does it. So I can turn that into a methodology because it's my way of doing it. It's not like I learn from somebody else and then I do exactly what they do, then you can't make it your own. But if it's your own way, just give it a name and run. <laughs> yeah, literally. Like, I mean, don't copy anyone else. Like right. that's just, that's just rude. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> give credit where credit is due. But if exactly. you create something that's like 
semi well known and you just put your own flair on it, then like, hell yeah, go for it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Definitely don't copy anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, Mm-mm, not fun so okay so oh my goodness we're talking about so many fun things I, w- I don't want to like overwhelm anyone to be like oh my god there's <laughs> so much there's so much happening right now but I think that we're good so now we're going to shift gears again because I feel like unless do you think that there's anything else you, that you should talk about in terms of branding I think understanding and realizing the fact that you need a personal brand in order to stand out in the market is really important. So everyone has a personal brand, whether you know it or not, whether you have, have like developed it or not, you have one. So let's just say if you don't know what your personal brand is, people know you as the thing that you show up with all the time. So let's just say the example I always use is if you go on your story and complain all the time, people are going to know you as that girl that complains on her Instagram story all the time. I'm assuming you don't want that. So I would highly recommend understanding what a personal brand is and how to create and implement your own so you can kind of manipulate the way that people think about you and speak about you and understand and remember you. Like that's the key. You want people to remember you on and off of a platform. You want people to remember you for the results you give. You want people to speak about you in a very specific way. Mm-hmm. And personal branding is the way to do that. So whether you like it or not, you have one. So you may yeah. as well hold the reins on that and control every single thing that people say about you. Yeah, Just saying. that's true. And I think actually one more point, even though I was the one that was like, okay, let's change the subject, um, <laughs> is I remember when I started my business, it, my, I think my dad listens to all my podcast episodes. So he's probably going to send me a text or after he listens to this but um he used to come at me because I would um like record Instagram stories like in my robe and stuff and he's like isn't that unprofessional like (laughs) robe like you can't do that you need to be like dressed up put some makeup on blah 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 and I'm like father no it's fine you don't understand so anybody that's new to this if to this online space, you don't need to be like done up looking perfect and beautiful every single time that you show up on your stories. Like my parents, I think that they're over it because they knew what they were doing when they sent me a robe for Hanukkah, but they sent me a rope for Hanukkah. It's amazing. It's this new white, beautiful, fantastic robe that I've been like wanting. And of course now I'm like on my Instagram stories in my robe hanging out. And I want everyone to know that I'm in my robe hanging out. Like i acknowledge that I'm in my rope hanging out because that's my like I just love it and that's just who I am and showing your personality and like that's not that it's unprofessional but it's not considered like the stereotypical like nine to five persons professional thing like you would never get on like a a Skype call with your like nine to five people in a rope like that would never fly but you can do things like that when you're trying to build a personal brand so think about it like if you're not a um, like, you know, pencil skirt, hair done up person normally, then don't make that your brand. Mm-hmm. Like allow yourself to have fun with it. Yeah. hundred percent. And that's the beauty of entrepreneurship is that you can literally do and wear and say whatever you want. Yeah. It's, amazing. it's so much fun. I love it. Um, so, okay. So I feel like now we're good with the, the branding stuff. Like we're really like, we've talked about it. We, oh, we, we killed it. Okay. So now we're going to talk about something different. So, um, Julia and I, but Julia and I are both like very masculine energy people. Like we both started our business and we were like boss, the wall strategy, like 
what no can day we job. Do? Yeah, like, what can we do next? Like, how much do we have to work? Like, what, well, like, all over the place. And guess what? Both of us in the program that we were in together didn't sign a single client when we launched our offers. Beta girl. <laughs> nothing, nothing. And I think, I mean, I started exploring and acknowledging like I think the mindset and feminine energy kind of stuff maybe like a couple months before you did so like strategy worked for you for a while because you already started to blow up when you got into strategy and I think that's because like the branding stuff was Mm -hmm. so on point um but I feel like you blew up even more in the past couple months when you've kind of like softened and been open to like the idea of feminine energy and stuff so of course neither of us are feminine energy experts by any means but I thought it'd be fun for us to talk about this a little bit because we are two people that like were super hard shelled and like masculine energy and now are like allowing ourselves to soften and like explore this other world that is part of, that is so important. Mm-hmm. Even like going back to what you were saying about like me blowing up and everything for the, for the first like few months from like January to April, um, I really only made like three-ish thousand dollars a month in my business, which is not bad by any means. Like I'm so grateful for that, but I didn't have any really sustainable growth during that time because again, like I was so strategy working all the time, blah, 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 blah. And then it really hit me when, again, like my dog died, I broke up with my boyfriend and like May was the worst fucking month for me because I was doing all of the strategy. Like if you were on the outside looking in strategy wise, I was fucking killing it, but I had no belief in myself. I was so distracted because my dog was like literally dying of this rare form of cancer was in the hospital, almost dying every single week. Like I had no self care, no time for myself at all. I was so resentful of my boyfriend at the time. Like everything was so wrong on my mental side that nothing worked strategy wise. So as soon as I let those things go that were that were so bad for my mental health, then I started to like get better mentally. And then that's when my growth happened. Um, So I think that's really important to note that you can have all the strategy in the world, but if you don't believe in yourself and you're not taking care of yourself, like the strategy is going to work the way that you want it to. And like, I'm hard evidence of that fact. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's also like you can have strategy and like believe in yourself a little bit, But if you're not taking care of yourself, if you're not working on like the mindset, then there's still going to be lack. Like strategy can only get you so far, even if it's strategy and believing in yourself, like those two together, like it's really not enough for long-term success. And when I like finally started making money, like I made some money in the beginning of the year, but when I finally started making money this summer, it was because I like evened out and I started stepping into that feminine energy a little bit. But even so, like even when people explore that, when it gets to launch time, they can often go back to like strategy, 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 which is exactly what I did. And I fall into that a lot where I forget about the mindset stuff. I forget to keep taking care of myself while I'm in a launch. And I'm just like, who do I DM next? Who do I engage with next? What next connection do I need to make that I forget to take care of myself? And it still makes it hard. So I genuinely feel like if I was able to acknowledge that and catch it sooner in my launches last year and get more like balanced that I would have had, like my launches were amazing and I like did great, like great launches, but could have been even more successful because that's like really how much 
the mindset piece has to do with it. 110%. Like I feel so many people fall back into that. I like to call it like a desperate state where you're always like, oh my God, like I need to make this X goal. Like I need to have 10 people in. I need to DM more people and like all this stuff. Like if you're in that state of like, I need, I need, I need, like you don't feel good when you're DMing people. And I truly believe that people can read off of what you send them. Like they can, they can read the desperate energy that you're giving to them and they're not going to want to buy from you because they don't want someone who's desperate for clients. They want to work with someone who's confident, who's exclusive, who is going to provide the results that they want like whatever. But if you're like out there begging and being desperate and like feeling desperate, then nobody's going to feel good in that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's so, so true. And like, so basically what you need to take out of what we're talking about right now is that if you are a masculine energy and you, which means that you're just super strategy and super, boss the walls working, busting your ass, hustle, 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 that you need to take a step back and Google feminine energy and uh, to start there um, and just take care of yourself. And also knowing that like taking care of yourself doesn't have to mean buying yourself a massage or a manicure or a pedicure or a facial. Like it can be as simple as like taking a bath or going on a walk or listening to your favorite music. Like taking care of yourself doesn't have to cost a lot of money or any money. Mm-hmm. Um, So just knowing that and being aware of that. Um, And if you want to like splurge and take care of yourself in that kind of way, go for it. But you don't have to. Um, But yeah, just basically take care of yourself. Yeah. The way if you're like super masculine like me and you just have no idea where to even start, the things that have helped me out the most are like doing my makeup every single day. I love that shit. I take my mornings super fucking slow. Like I take two to three hours in the morning for myself because I don't want to deal with it. I don't want to rush. That's my prerogative. Yeah. Um, And then something that helps me out at night is I bought this like stargazing machine where it basically projects like stars on your ceiling. And it's so cool. I love it (laughs) so much. So what I do is I space out and I play like slow music. And I just like watch the stars go in and out and then I just like breathe and I just go into a chill zone and then I just like fall asleep and it's amazing. So I love that. Or I highly recommend getting a star project star projector. I think that's what it's called. I got it off Amazon. It was like 50 bucks Canadian. So probably like $2 American. So <laughs> go get yourself one. It was amazing. Oh so my good. gosh. Now mm-hmm. I, I, yeah, I saw it. I, you have it. And, um, Alyssa has one too. Yep. And I was like, Oh, I might have to get that for my new room when I move next month. Like, like it is so amazing. I love that thing so much. I even bought like a shower head. It just broke. So I need to buy another one, but I bought the shower head that changes colors. So it goes like red and green and blue and like all these crazy things. So at night, what I'll do is I'll turn all the lights off in my apartment and then I'll take like a really hot shower and like all like the cool vibey lights. And then I'll go into my room and like stare at the stars. It is so fun. You guys <laughs> like self-care doesn't need to be everyone else's self-care. Like, yeah that's my version of self-care and that's what I love to do. So exploring like whatever makes you feel good. Like even sometimes between client calls, I'll just take a dance break and just like, 
just like dance around my apartment like this and whatever. Yeah, I love it. Guys, like one of my things that I don't do right now, but I've always wanted to do this. I've always wanted to be able to sit in a rope and either sit on like my back patio or a balcony Mm -hmm. or something and just like enjoy my coffee or my tea or cacao, whatever I'm drinking that morning and just either like in silence or maybe reading a book and just like take in the fresh air. That's like a dream of mine. And I've talked about it with like so many people and I'm like, this is what I want. And this is something I could very much say I manifested because I'm moving to Washington, the Washington DC area next month. And it's actually not that easy to find a nice renovated apartment in my price range with a balcony, but I found one and it's better than just the fact that my friend and I found one. It's on the top floor facing DC. Hell yes. And I get to now, like, this is going to be me taking care of myself. I don't care if it's freaking freezing outside. I will be going out there in my robe. I'll probably like put some sweats on underneath because it might be freezing, but in my robe in the mornings with my like morning drink, whatever it is, and just like enjoy myself. And that's, that's going to be one thing that I try and do every day to take care of myself. Hell yes. I love that. I'm like looking out at my balcony and I'm like, I need to do that more. Oh yeah. I'm so excited. (laughs) I'm so excited. I have no, I have no idea what it's going to look like. The apartment that I saw in the building I'm moving into is, um, it was like an inside one. So it was facing like the, um, like, I don't know, like the, what do you call it? Like the courtyard area inside the center of the building. So mine's going to be facing a totally different way. So we'll see, but I'm excited. That's a nice view. I'm so excited for you. Yeah. Get, get manifesting on. Yes. <laughs> um, okay. I thought that we were not going to be able to talk about all those things. And we talked about all of them and also bantered, did all the things. Um, we're efficient. <laughs> we are. Uh, before I ask you my last question, I asked every guest on the podcast, is there anything else that you want to talk about that we didn't cover? I don't think so. Okay. We did a pretty good job. Um, pat on the back. Um, okay. So since this podcast is all about inspiring uh, people to go after their dreams, if someone is thinking about starting their own business, but they haven't yet and they're scared to get started, what would you want to tell them? Oh, um, if you can't stop thinking about it every single day, just start the Instagram account or like start the Facebook page. Like that to me is what it takes to just like start the business. Just mm-hmm. create the Instagram page and you're already there. You've already, congratulations, you've started your business. You don't <laughs> need to get an account. You don't need a business number. You don't need all that stuff when you're first, when you're like first, first starting out, just literally start the Instagram account and tell a friend about it. And then boom, you have a business. Like, yeah, just start and believe in yourself. Yes, I love it. Perfect. I so agree with that. Well, Julia, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thanks, girl. Thank you. I appreciate your time. Oh my gosh. Appreciate your time. (laughs) Okay, you guys, how freaking good was that episode? I hope you loved it as much as I loved recording it. Um, I am so excited that you heard it. Would love if you can leave a review of the podcast. It would mean the world to me. Let me know what you're loving. Let me know what you want to see. I also want to let you know that moving forward, I'm going to be picking one person a month to win a 45-minute coaching session with me. Um 
from people who have left reviews. So if you want to win a session, then make sure to leave a review, leave your Instagram handle in the review somewhere so that I know how to reach you if you do win. Um, and we'll be able to talk about anything strategy, anything business, mindset, whatever you want together. And I'm super, super pumped about that. And then the other thing is, if you want in for the Abundant Business Academy, seriously, guys, I'll leave the link to learn more in the show notes. I would love to have you in this round. It's going to be totally life-changing. I'm super excited for it. So let's make it happen together. Let's make your business profitable as fuck together in 2020. I'll see you next time on the If She Did It podcast.